Welcome, I'm your host KB, and I would like to introduce you to industry professionals and people who successfully made their path to the video game industry. I hope that you enjoy the podcast and get useful tips that will bring you closer to achieving your dreams. Now, let's get right into the podcast. There's an episode of, well, so it was the Game TV podcast, but now we're turning the name into the Game Tea Time. Same concept, though. And uh, we got Liz back. She was on the Game TV podcast when I was doing a recording with Zoe. And she used to work at Sucker Punch and worked on Ghost Tsushima. But now, how about you let the fans know what you're up to and what's going on, and we'll go from there. Yeah, well, now I'm at Warner and hey. Monolith, and I'm getting to work on the Wonder Woman game. So I'm <laughs> stoked about that. That's wild, because I didn't put that together at first, because I thought you were just posting it. I was like, oh, that's cool, like Wonder Woman. Then I was like, wait a minute, wait, you're working on that? I was like, when did this happen? So, yeah, let's let's dive deep into what happened after our last conversations. Was it like more work at Sucker Punch, or did you leave Sucker Punch? Like. What was going on? I'm trying to think of we had just shipped Ghost, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, and I think you were working in the multiplayer. That's what was going on. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Legends. And then you and I got to play a little bit of Legends mm-hmm. together, which was so fun. Um, so, yeah, shipped Ghost, shipped Legends. That was amazing. And then um, went over to Warner, went over to oh, Monolith. Okay. And... Um, and then uh, found out about what we were working on. Mm-hmm. Had to keep it under wraps, but we announced. And so now I get to say super proudly. Yes. And I'm so happy that it's Wonder Woman. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Like, that's an amazing project. I can't wait to see what it's going to look like later on. So we don't really get to ask this question a lot to people, but what was it like transitioning? Was it like, oh, now I'm done with Sucker Punch and I'm moving on to the next one? Or was it kind of a little bit like nerve-wracking? Or was it just the process of being in the game industry? You know, it was weird because, you know, I come from Ubisoft over to Sucker Punch. So switching companies is, you know, par for the course. It's kind of like any job, really. I don't think it's particular. But what was weird was doing it during COVID. Yeah. So, yeah. So when I came to Monolith, I was, everyone was already working from home. So yeah, right. Isn't that weird? Like everybody's knows each other and now they're working from home, but you're like, I don't know any of you guys and now we're working from home. Right. And you're meeting people and it's totally on Zoom and you don't know who you don't know. Um, and then even with my team, um, I met the writers and you know, was interacting with them for Mm -hmm. several months. And then finally COVID kind of took a dip and we were all back. So we decided to get together and meet in person. And that was just kind of like you're like, oh, is it going to be weird? Right, yeah, know. you're a little nervous. You're like, going on a first I date. I was. It felt like a date almost. <laughs> um, and then you get there and you're like, nah, I know these guys. They know me. Um, mm-hmm. It was just fine, but um, different. I've never been in yeah. a situation like that anymore, like so many other people. So, And I feel like it's just kind of a thing that's part of the normal life now, like, because it, it goes down and then it's back up with different var- variations. So what advice do you have for people going through that transition? Oh, what a good question. <laughs> what helps me um, to just reach out and ping people? Actually, yeah, that would be my advice because that is what helped me is to just message people mm-hmm. or, or whatever avenue of communication you have available to you use that because you can't get up from your desk anymore and just go talk to someone um so you've got to like just 
hit him on messenger and have a zoom call and it's not ideal but it's better than nothing better than just sitting there alone <laughs> yeah right <laughs> alone it doesn't help unless you have like an yeah. animal and then it's good but <laughs> or kids and there's children in the world as well <laughs> i have it i have a child a toddler yes <laughs> sometimes she attends meetings um oh really he just comes out of nowhere and it's like hey what are you guys working on you're like no basically yeah Yeah. and you can find it or you can just incorporate the child so i choose to incorporate (laughs) i'd say two years ago that was kind of weird people were kind of embarrassed now it's like nobody cares they're the best part of the meeting to be honest when a kid interrupts the meeting you're like oh thank god some entertainment some fun yeah <laughs> so when you left Sucker punch were you like trying to learn new skills to, like better prepare you for the next job like how did that all go well it's interesting because you know i had come from ubisoft and when i left um i was working on watchdogs legion which no is, way you know, really yeah yeah i, I played a little bit of it were you working in the assassin's creed part no well oh, okay. my very first my first game was black flag Okay. Um, but that was the only that was really my only um dealing with with uh, Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, I I played a little bit of like that twenty minute mission they added where like they go to the Assassin's Creed bureau in London, and then I was like, this is so cool. They're kind of connected because technically the villains of the Watchdogs are like Templars in a way because they're a big corporation that's trying to like take out the freedom so i was like what so this is all related that was cool to me i, I don't know if you experienced like the little assassin's yeah. creed in there but i wanted to try out that game as well because well I, I i found out it existed when i was moving to london so like, uh-huh. oh i'm moving to the city and the game takes place there and it's a series that i like so like it felt right but then my pc couldn't run it so no yeah. but yeah so what did you do in Watch Dogs League? Well, so, I mean, as you know, like, it's a, it's a procedural game. Like, that's, you know, that's, yeah. the, uh, that's, that's what it is, open world procedural. Um, so then, of course, coming to Monolith and being the Shadow of War guys, this was a very good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because I have experience uh, with that kind of storytelling, um, with some of the stuff they're, you know, exploring and looking to do. Um, but, of course... They're, they have their own take on this. Uh, they have a whole system, the Nemesis system, um, built and supporting uh, the storytelling, emergent storytelling. Um, so that was really exciting for me. Really exciting. I bet. Like, That's awesome. Yeah, to be able to be a part of that and to explore and develop with them. Um, and uh, so it was kind of in a way sort of coming back to um coming back to my roots i mean obviously you know ghost is an open world game as well um yeah. but not it, it is not procedural like legion and it is not procedural like any of the shadow games so yeah. um that was cool that was really that cool, was cool. procedural games are crazy because basically just can like keep going just things are being procedurally generated instead of like a set world so did you find any like hardships with like writing or for that or working on that um, oh, it, it definitely stretches your brain in totally different ways, because the cool thing about Ghost was being able to, again, you know, open world and wanting to provide players with opportunity and feedback on their choices. It's, it's um, a lot more 
not crafted, but um, limited, I would say, just in, in what you can do and the type of feedback you can provide. Whereas this, like, this is the, this is the playground. <laughs> this, is, this is wild. Um, so you really do anything is possible, frankly. And um, it's just about trying to figure out what all those possibilities are. And then from that, just kind of pulling it down into something that's manageable and shippable. <laughs> Dang, that sounds, sounds difficult. It's basically saying you have infinite ideas figure out what is good together and then make it work damn how do you how do you manage all that do you like have specific ideas in your mind that like okay this is gonna or maybe structure you have structures like this is how we're gonna structure it and then what ideas would fit in the beginning and in the middle and then have a good end well exactly so yeah i think i know what you're getting at um it's just affecting a sense of progression um, an escalation for player experience when they can go anywhere and do anything they want. Um, and, you know, want, um, not wanting the game to intercede as much as possible. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. That's, um, you have to think of all different kinds of ways that that, uh, to have players feel and experience that um, and uh, think that they're, or feel like they're making progress. Uh, but two, it's, it's less a focus on sort of traditional storytelling and more a focus on character um, and atmosphere and, and I would say perhaps personality, the personality of people and things mm -hmm. rather than um, a whole. I know that sounds kind of, <laughs> kind of wooly and um, no, it's all good. Take it. Yeah. I like it coming out because it's like the inner workings of a writer and it's like, really there's no really to express it because it's like you feel it and you understand it but like when, when somebody wants to like do the same thing as you it's like well how do they how do they do it and you're, and you're like you're explaining it. it's like it's, it's beautiful i don't know it's like some kind of like creative energy that's like hard to comprehend but um we're getting there we're on it i'm, I'm feeling it <laughs> right on yeah so i mean it, it's it's highly creative um it's highly imaginative it's just in a different kind of way. I was almost going to say less specific, but I don't even think that's true. Um, <laughs> it's exciting though. It's super exciting. Um, and I think the, the great thing too is just um, having a system available that wants to support these Ooh, I like that. and is capable of supporting stories like this um that's what's super exciting because so often you're like wouldn't it be cool if we could do this and then offer the player these choices and then if they chose 100%. this and this and yeah it would but so 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 often there's not a system to support yeah. that uh unless you make it wow then maybe they have the system supporting <laughs> but like we say don't make wow <laughs> but yeah no that's that is so true because you like you want to do everything but you're like maybe this game can't fulfill that story but maybe if we do something else later i could fill that story it's just you have to know especially when you're working on a triple a game like this has to work otherwise investors get upset and then fans get upset it's like this is a big deal so yeah i don't, I don't even know how to, where to start with that one you you are you're on a whole different level you and your team of writers it's a it's a spaghetti bowl but a very exciting tasty spaghetti bowl <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's tasty is all that matters <laughs> 
That's cool. So I also wanted to ask, since it's been like a while, how long has it been? A year now since Ghost of has been out? Maybe longer? It feels time is flying. I know. I right. know what year it. <laughs> right, 2022. What? But um, what are your thoughts on the game? Like, what are your thoughts on the work you did and how the game turned out and how everybody received it? I'm still so proud of that game. I'm so happy with it. I'm so proud of it. Um, I'm really happy for the team's continued success with Iki Island. That was oh, amazing. I love it. Um, the direct, you know, the director's cut, which included Iki Island. Um, it's just wonderful uh, to see the continued quality um, and narrative push that that they're still doing uh, with that game and at Sucker Punch. Uh, it's inspiring. Mm-hmm. It's always inspiring. And I'm just so thankful I got to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. It's super special. It was a super special time in my life. And yeah, you'll never forget it. I'll never forget playing multiplayer with you. And you were like, I think I wrote too much. And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? No, it's perfect. <laughs> that was the highlight of my life. <sighs> so did you write Iki Island or anything about that DLC? I, I, was, I was helping with it when I left. Um, but to be honest, I don't know what, like, what made it in. And yeah, what yeah, I got you. Like, who knows, right? At the time... I think some of the stuff that I did was slated to make it in, but as with any production. Yeah, you know, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I'm curious though, did you know like there was like any conversations about the inspirations for that DLC? Because a lot of like because Jim basically gets this um, I guess I would call it like a toxin, like a, a liquid that basically makes him start to like hallucinate in a way. And it kind of gave me vibes of Arkham City with the Joker. And so he's like slowly losing himself and he has to remember like who he is and like not to be afraid of. So I don't know if there was like talks where like, hey, what game is really cool? And like, maybe we could do Inspiration Arkham City because I thought it was done well. Like, I'm like, this DLC was top notch. I don't, I couldn't speak to like if any other games influenced or inspired um, that. But what, what I absolutely know and what's for sure the case on Ghost, a ton of research mm-hmm. went into... Um, the world players experienced and and that product so it was absolutely based in, in quality research um, on on the time period and subject matter so that I'm confident about but any anything else I, I really couldn't say I don't yeah, know gotcha yeah and then is there any specific things you've taken away from Sucker Punch that you feel like will help you become or help you be a better writer in the years uh, coming up totally I honestly think about it a lot um I think, too, even in our last meeting, I mentioned our lead, Ian Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he's just so amazing. His focus was always on clarity and brevity and um, player motivation. I like and that. I still think about that. You know, mm-hmm. I all, always, you know, write your script, great. Then go back, clean it up. And I'm always, but even when I'm writing that first draft, I'm always thinking, how do I say this more simply? Mm-hmm. What can I cut out? Um, and then, too, especially with player motivation, you know, it's just like, why would they do this? Yeah. Why? What, what do the game, what changes them? Um, and then, too, even just little things like within the conversation, um, especially with missions, right? You're trying to identify to the player, here's the thing. This mm-hmm. is what you must do. This is why it is fun. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so it's easy to take two characters and have one you know identify and then have the other one just basically be like uh-huh and tell me more uh-huh mm. and then tell me why uh-huh and Ian was always like don't do that you know oh yeah I was about to say helpful. yeah no one talks like it. it's just <laughs> narrative dumping 
it's a, it's a very it's a it's a way to communicate directions and intention and goals, but um, it is not a natural way to talk, and it's certainly not a good way to tell a story. So I'm always thinking of that too, and I can wow. absolutely thank you for that. That's beautiful. And so, like, okay, so when you're writing, how do you prevent yourself from doing that? Like, do you just dump it first and then try to like take out the pieces and say, how can I make this words explaining? not even explaining, but like detailed more than it is just dumping and explaining. I, I do. Cause I will, the first thing is I want to make sure the objective is clear so that, mm-hmm. you know, above all, yes, it is a game and there's something to go do. <laughs> so, so like, over everything, compelling. that needs yeah. to be clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, you can't frustrate a player. They need to be very clear. Um, so first, yes, technically make sure it's very clear what you want the player to go do. And then, yeah, then like, then go in and think about it from a human perspective. All right, mm. this is really happening. How would it go down? Um, how would people really talk to each other? And then thinking about each character. So of course the player character, but then these, these NPCs that are with them, you know, if I was really with someone else, they wouldn't just say, mm-hmm, tell me more. <laughs> they would have their own opinion. They would have their own, um, they might argue. They might totally agree. They would just, um, they would be their own person with their own mm-hmm. thoughts and, and their own objectives. So trying to infuse that for, for a good story um, yeah, is, is the process mm-hmm. for me. And so when you left Sucker Punch, did you have like, did you write anything on your own time to like, keep your writing fresh or just to play around oh man KB that's I've really been thinking about that a lot lately. <laughs> I didn't and yeah. I haven't and it's to be totally honest it's been years since I wrote something um totally for myself and private and I was I've been thinking recently how important that is um just for your own creativity Mm -hmm. to keep yourself inspired but then too to push to push games to push your own work like yeah um, within work of course there are all these restrictions and boundaries and objectives you're working with and then when it's your own stuff there's nothing there's no yeah right Uh, it must be easy to get yeah to get very frustrated when you have this idea inside you. Of course, if you don't have any idea coming up or anything you really need to write, then it's probably easier. But if you feel that there's something you need to put out, then yeah, it must be quite hard to not be well doing that. Exactly. And it just, and then to stay connected to yourself and what's important to you and what you're passionate about, what drives you in terms of creativity. So yeah, funny you bring that up, KB. But super important. <laughs> I was just, I just curious because you know I want to know like what is it like to be writing outside of the work and if you're continually improving. But I think it's good actually in a way for people to hear that because it's like you don't have to constantly be like, what if you get like stressed out and you're like that was hard work. Now I want to relax. It's like that's fine. Take your time off and then go apply to a new job and go work and you go to write again. And then maybe you didn't need to write because you you've already learned the skills. Because like, I think there's this idea is I constantly, constantly keep doing stuff nonstop 24 7. It's like, but where's my life? Where is, right. yeah, exactly. So, no, I think it's fine. 100%. And yeah. there, are, there are times and places for things and chapters in mm-hmm. your life. And, yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like now you're doing boxing, right? Free time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I box with my sister. I've also been running a lot, lifting weights. That's good too. 
Actually, that makes me even more curious now. So like, is there anything you feel like has built your creativity more that you would, wouldn't think would? Like for instance, boxing and like, are there any examples maybe where you've seen it? Like, wow, I got that idea from boxing. I would have never even thought of that before. Well, you know, um, to be honest, it's the long distance running. Really? One, because when you go running for several hours, hey, several hours, you want <laughs> oh <my laughs> for goodness. as long as you want. If you if you have a problem, um, go for a long run, um, and then just freaking go over that problem in your head as much as you want, because you know what? Eventually, it's gonna go away. <laughs> true. You, it, it is such therapy for that. You can wear any problem you have, go for a run, and you will work through it. And Actually, that's so good because not only are you being productive, like working out and exercising, but then you're also getting that problem solved. Like you could just sleep in your bed and think about it, but then like, yeah. no, it's better to just go on that run. And that way you feel good awesome. afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. But when, when you're physically moving forward, um, that does something to your brain and it just allows you to also go forward through whatever difficulty you're working on. Yeah, you're kind of taking your mind off and at the same time just the ideas just pop like, you know, yeah, from the programming kind of, side as well like a lot of things that just solve like you're taking a shower and then you realize oh I spent eight hours trying to do this i could just <laughs> done this for 10 minutes yeah. yeah exactly you just you work through it and then you kind of like exhaust the obsessiveness you mm -hmm. know like um, just let that go what are they saying that booty the focus on pacing as well like and i've i've actually been thinking of this in terms of game production um if you want to go out and hit a bunch of miles you can't go hard for that entire time you simply cannot oh especially goodness. if you want it to do well um you have to go slow especially in the beginning and then work up um and you could even have dips you know dips mm -hmm. of pushing and then dips of recovery but um if you want to accomplish something big, you cannot go 100% all the time. And I definitely think about that in terms of game production. That it's was beautiful. I needed that. that it's so true. Because, like, for instance, let's say you want to do a hobby or, like, learn a language. You could go hard 12 hours every day for, like, a month and then burn yourself out. Or do 10 minutes every day for, like, three years. You're, you're definitely going to keep that up. And you'll be set in three years. You'll probably be able to speak because you go slow and steady and some days you study more some days you study less but wow you blow my mind <laughs> it, it's so true and then and then tied to that is this idea that you know if you go slow you're not going to get faster like if i go out and force myself to run slower somehow that means i'll never get faster and the crazy thing is no you will get faster that's what it takes it takes this buildup of consistency um and control that will allow you wow. to go faster and again it's like king dev right you're like <laughs> no no consistency control that's what's gonna allow us to kill it um but it's scary <laughs> it's scary right and, and people are like trust the process you know <laughs> but it's over years but it's so it's so true i've, I've experienced it in my own body and in my own um in my own work life and uh yeah they're Trust really tied the together that's mm -hmm. for sure
Yeah, I think yeah. it has a lot to do also because a lot of us are gamers, right? So what happens is gamers don't really understand moderation. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to go all in. You need to finish the game the night after it releases and things like that. And then you get burned out. Like It's very hard to do something for an hour a day. It's much easier to just do it once for eight hours and you don't look at it again. Yeah. It absolutely has a place too, but yeah, I like I like what you're saying because too, it's it's your passion, right? That carries you through. And knowing when to rest, like sure, you, you're able to do that eight hour sprint of, of completing that game, but then you rest and you wait for the next one that's worth it. <laughs> and then you go hard again. <laughs> yeah, true. You're right. Yeah. And even the uh, taking care of your body as well. Like, people tend to underestimate how important it is to be healthy. Uh, you, you even see it pro gamers, like they have gyms and like the team complexes and things like that. Because you need, you don't necessarily need to be super fit and be strong, but you need to exercise in order to have. Uh, to have your mind be ready to have uh, to be sharp, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree with that 100%. And it's exactly what you say. It's health. It's not a look. It's not, you know, um, anything like that. It's uh, it's health, bottom line. That's very important. Because if you're not getting to sleep and you can't like, really work on the projects you want to do because you'll be tired or your ideas aren't going to flow and you get frustrated easy because you're tired. Like everything just comes together. Just be healthy, eat a little, you know, eat a little healthy foods, stretch, you know, just a little, it doesn't have to be extreme too. You don't have to be like a bodybuilder, but like take a, yeah. you know, every little bit helps. It's money in the bank. Like, mm. yeah, every healthy choice, like it's all, you're only going to reap good from that. Nothing, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, like the, it's funny you mentioned sleep as well like the first question my nutritionist asked me was how much do you sleep at what time do you use your phone in bed right because if it impacts how your body intakes calories can you imagine how much it impacts your mind and so on like, oh yes i'm sleeping 3 a.m and waking up at 8 isn't always good <laughs> Yeah, if you're sleeping at three, it's at least sleep eight hours. Well, yeah. Seven. I'm trying. <laughs> Get lots to do. But yeah, no, it, it does matter in the end. It's just like, uh, I guess it's like you have to decide, like, you have to have like a structure, be like discipline, right? Like, this is when I'm going to sleep, this is when I'm waking up, and like no one else can stop me from that. But you know, life happens. <laughs> Like, it's true. Life happens. It's okay. But I agree with you. Yeah, you have to be real clear on your priorities and then just mm -hmm. like commit. Yeah. Commit. <laughs> go all in. It's true. All so, in. I'm curious. Did you have any other lessons you learned from boxing though? Is there any like, you know, got to like evade and attack? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I just think, yeah, honestly, it's the discipline and the consistency. And uh, it, it's so, and I, to be honest, I hate the phrase, trust the process, because it is so. <laughs> I can tell you there's a little, like, tension with that word. That I know. Well, why do I hate it? It's just annoying um, and uh, kind of, 
it sounds like nothing. I don't, I don't know, but whatever, it's true. <laughs> it's just um, like, I don't have to, I don't have to like going to boxing. I don't even have to, true. have to be there, but all I, all I have to do is go there and show up and do the thing. And I'm going to benefit from it. A hundred percent. even have yes. a shitty attitude. Mm -hmm. And it's better if I don't, but if <laughs> I do, that's okay. Because as long as I just do the thing, I'm going to benefit from it. So what should we call that instead of trusting the process? Um, showing up? <laughs> just show up? Show up. Yeah. <laughs> just show But it is so true. You show up. Like, at least you're in the room. At least you're doing that activity. Whereas, like, somebody might not be like, hey, I went on the program, and You show up, and you're like, God, I suck. And you get nothing done. But at least you showed up. At least you found out what you're not good at. At least you learned maybe something new. Like, even for writing, like, oh, I suck at writing, but at least you showed up. At least you, we can check your writing and see what you can improve on. Like, right. I don't know. It's just that's the, the most important part, showing up. Because at least it you, really you know, made it an really, effort. Yeah. 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 That's how I feel about sports, actually. I know exactly how you feel. When I was younger, I used to do some sports I didn't want to do. I'm like, gosh, I don't want to go. But then you show up and you get a little bit better. And then you actually kind of have some fun. And you're like, oh, actually, I really wanted to do that. But not originally. I wanted to stay home and play my 12-hour game. <laughs> but, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I love boxing. I want to wish I did more of it. I only did like one kickboxing challenge and I do it like on my own because I took jujitsu. So we did mostly that. But, uh, but yeah, you learn so much from that. And especially with jujitsu, you learn to like not go all out and use your energy and to wait and then use the energy of the opponent against them. So it's, I guess it's kind of like, I don't know how we do it for game dev. But like, I guess instead of trying to go all in, you use the energy that you get sometimes for that motivation to go hard. But then if you don't have it, you use that motivation to maybe rethink your process. Maybe I could be doing better so I could enjoy it. Like evading. I don't know. This, I'm just thinking of these on the fly. But, uh, but yeah. No, I'm, I think, right, I'm yeah. right there with you. And I totally agree. Exactly. Yeah. They're, so, they're so related, honestly, game dev and, and really kind of any physical activity. Um, mm -hmm. Any kind of betterment of, of um, in development, I would say, it, well, that's it. They're both development, aren't they? You're both, in both cases, you're creating something, you're trying to grow something. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's absolutely related. Um, but I also like to, from, you know, you're saying about boxing, just being strong. Mm. I fucking love that. It makes me feel so good. <laughs> I love the one photo you had. You had like the arms up, and it was just like, yeah. Almost, I love yeah. it, especially <laughs> for women. I mean, I mean, for anyone, absolutely, but especially as a woman, like it feels good to be strong. You know, mm -hmm. like no, no, I got that. <laughs> yeah, like, don't worry, I'll defend I myself. Can love that. Yeah, oh, that's okay. awesome. <laughs> It's important to feel nice in your own body, like to be able to, not because someone tells you to, but because you actually feel that. Right, because you actually feel that. And like we've all been saying, just coming from a sense of, I'm just out there giving it, you know, and doing doing my utmost. So however you end up looking at, it kind of doesn't matter anymore because you're just, you're doing your best. So whatever, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the real feeling. Yeah. Like Tony Horton says, do your best and forget the rest. <laughs> so all the matters. Go. That's it, KB. That's yeah. the one. Yes. Yeah. Not, not trust the process. Do your best. Forget the rest. Yes. I love that one. And just show up. <sighs> so how do you prepare yourself for writing for a whole new game? Is it like something mentally where you kind of have to be like, all right, new studio, new people, new game. 
how do I like get from the old thoughts to this new game? It, it is a transition for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, always research like whatever mm-hmm. the project is, dive into the books, dive into the content. Oh, so this must have been exciting. You must have dove into a lot of old like comic books, movies and stuff. Oh, um, dude, heck yeah. When you're like, your job is like, oh, go read all these comic books. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, yeah. No, that's been fantastic and so entertaining. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, yeah, research for sure. But then you're right. Then there's this added element of like, okay, well, we did it. I did it like that over here, but I'm doing – it's different. It's different now. Mm-hmm. So then like talking to people and – um a lot of listening, frankly, and asking questions, like it just, and not being afraid to ask questions. And um, yeah. That's a big one. Not afraid to ask questions because that could be daunting. Like, hey, what am I supposed to be doing? What's going on? I know, especially, you know, the, the longer you go on, you might, you know, sometimes I get this feeling of like, um, I should know I've been doing this for almost 10 years. Like, but very oh, like a posture syndrome. Yeah, well, bit. I don't, so yeah. I'm gonna ask. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe you just forgot, or it never came up in the last studio. So now it's like, oh, it's back, and I just uh, didn't see it for a while. Right. Or maybe yeah. they do it differently. Mm. So, um, yeah, just basically getting on board. Yeah. So it's like a, yeah. it's like a Bruce Lee quote where it's like the water, where like whatever water or liquid it goes into, if it goes into a cup, becomes a cup. If it goes in a teapot, because like you have to kind of like morph yourself in each studio. You kind of have to keep an open mind and be open to new ideas and to be flexible to actually change. Yeah, it's important not to assume things, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, what they say happens when you assume. Mm-hmm. Oh, what do they say? <laughs> we can ask that of you and me. Ah! <laughs> oh, I love it. It's really true, though. Every time I've assumed, it's always gone bad. It's like nine out of ten. One time I'm like, okay, cool, we made it through. But not like usually it's like, why did you assume? I'm like, well, because I, I assumed. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good point. You're right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's always better to just ask your question. Yeah. And also, like in your experience, has it been good? Like most people don't say, like, you should know that. They say, Oh, here you go. Oh, exactly. I've never had anyone yeah. um, get angry at me or be disappointed or um you know, irritated people are always so happy to be able to explain to you um, yeah. and share. Yeah. 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 I don't think anyone who would like judge you for asking a question would last long in any sort of organization. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's true. And um, I, that's what's so special about game dev is the people in it and um, just highly creative, compassionate people. And they're really eager to share um, mm-hmm. your knowledge and to help you learn and to um, be collaborative. So it's honestly a beautiful space. People creating amazing entertainment that like can keep people playing for hours. Like you think about a movie, it takes a lot of work, but it's like two hours of entertainment. A game could be 400 hours, depending on what game it is, of just nonstop days. enjoyment and less. Yeah. Less than thousands of days. Yeah. <laughs> depending on the, well, usually MMOs. Yeah. And it's just beautiful. Like that takes a lot of work. So you got a lot of people in the industry like helping each other out. And they're also passionate about their own ideas and they want to put their like ideas in the game and that gets spread around. And I don't know, it's just I love it. I love games, I love the industry. I love how everybody's so happy to share. Yeah. 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 You know, a lot of what makes the news is, you know, the 
the nasty stuff. But, yeah. Um, Which is unfortunate. Dating. It's like, I know. We need like two different news one for like the reality stuff, sure, and some of the best. But then, like, we need another news channel. It's just like strictly all the positive stuff. Like, like you just need to spread all the good because a lot of good things are happening but everybody's like oh like i even had a friend who's like talking about this is even game related but like more like space and they're like oh like it sucks like we used to want to go to the moon and now we're not doing it and i was like like okay first of all they don't say it on the news a lot except the couple of space launches but like they have the technology they have people plans like doing things they have different companies like they're actually we're doing a lot of cool things with space it's never done before it's just you don't know about it because it's not either nobody wants to know or it's just not interesting for the big news outlets to let you know but there are cool stuff happening. So like, I feel like there's a lot of things yeah. in games too where like nobody knows about some indie games because nobody wants to tell anyone. But I'm like, there's so much cool stuff out there. You just got to look. Cool indie games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From my point of view, actually, so what happens is the world is so good today. There's so much go- good going on that uh, to sell like newspapers or ads to get people to click on your links to need to milk a bad story forever mm. it's like why don't we go to space anymore nowadays because well it's risky people were dying so like we took a step back now that we have companies like doing everything in a secure way instead of throwing people and letting them well die yeah yeah that's wild it's so yeah we gotta spread more positivity in the game industry spread good news everyone listening spread good news every day more more day. Yeah, I spread agree. love and happiness. More yeah, more yeah. love. <laughs> Especially for developers. It's insane. Like I follow um ooh, what's it? Vixit. It's uh dang, her name just escaped me. Uh she is this artist. Lauren, not Lauren. There's this is what happens when you interview too many people, you get names mixed up. Oh, I got this. It's not what's your name? Please, I can barely remember names of people I met in person. <laughs> Here we go. It's it is. Oh, she doesn't even have a real name. Maybe see that's another thing too. I remember people's like avatar name, and then like don't remember the actual. Okay, well this is. Oh, I think it's um. I have it saved here. Caitlin, I think it's Caitlin. What? So she's anyway. She was mentioning how like people are attacking her. Like, hey, like how dare you uh do this bad thing for God of War and like blah blah. blah. And like I just worked on like the props. Like I didn't make this whole huge thing that you see. Like it don't attack just me. Like, I don't like how people do that. They attack certain developers. I'm like, you do realize that they're one person out of hundreds who work on this huge game and they probably didn't have to say so for why they had to make the dollar. They just following what the game director or game designer did. So it's like I don't know. That needs to stop too. People don't understand that making games is hard. <laughs> it's not easy at all. And to say like, oh, why'd you do it that way? It's like, no, they put hours into that. And that's just the way they, it was designed to be made. And yeah, we got to stop There's that. a lot of money involved as well. Like yeah. you have, people don't realize that it's still, it's not a charity. It's not something you're, that like you have investors that actually need the product to come out at a certain date. Like, oh, uh, like people were talking about New World. Like, oh, yeah, it came out. It should have come out later to be ready. But at the same time, they invested millions of dollars to make that game. And it was supposed to be ready like a year earlier. So it was yeah. already delayed. And then what do you do? Yeah. It, you know, It's complicated. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so we can start by spreading more positivity. That's right. how we'll... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I was wondering if you have any, let's say, tricks or tips or or any type of like habits you do to keep you on your toes when you're like transitioning to that new job. So that way when you go into or like not even transitioning before that interview, like so that way you're fresh for all the questions they ask you. Oh man. Well, I definitely make sure I do get going back to sleep that I get good sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, and then as I've gotten older, I've just kind of settled into who I am and just kind of accepted that I'm probably going to put my foot in my mouth, um, at some point. And that's okay because I do that. So that they know that about me is okay because that's what they're going to get. Um, so, you know, I'm just kind of becoming aware of your, of your, um, necessarily want to say flaws but let's use that term for the sake of brevity <laughs> now that I've rambled through that um <laughs> to just kind of be aware of that and then embrace it and then just kind of have fun with it um in tandem with all the great things that there are about you the thing you know everyone knows you know what people like about you you know what sells um you know you got that you also know what can kind of like, you know, not be so great, uh, but mm -hmm. that's part of you too. Um, and then to just kind of accept that and um, be aware um, and share that <laughs> is, is I think really important because um, the people who then say yes to you are saying yes to all of you. And, Ooh, and you're like going that. to do, yeah, and, and they're bringing you into an environment that you're going to do well in because they're totally aware of the whole package. Um, whereas if you're kind of trying to fit yourself into a box or this or that, even if you think it's what you really want, let's say they accept you and then you get there and then you're going to be miserable. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. You're trying to sell yourself on what you think like they are and not really who you are then you go into it not being passionate about the work. And I feel like part of like what makes you work really good is you're super passionate. Like before you're just excited, like you're excited to work on it. So you're excited to research, you're excited to write. And if you're not like that, then I just don't think there's that spark to make the writing work or it won't work well working with a team. Like, just, yeah, yeah, you said it, the team, right? So if you're, if you're a jazz person and then, you know, like, yeah, you don't always say the right thing, but whatever you, you love it then the people who are going to respond to that are, are of that kind and that's where you're going to do well whereas the people who don't well they're not really your kind anyway and the collaboration would be probably very difficult um so, so it's not to say you know i'm advocating for like just uh, the same personality type in all studios it's so important to have different personalities but um yeah just as long as you're honest with yourself and 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 then your your company, then they'll be honest with you, I think. So mm. it'll be a good I like fit. Them. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I had a great question. Well, dang it. It wasn't. Mm. Oh, so when it comes to how to do what you just said. Oh no, I lost it again. I think it will come back to me <laughs> and it'll, it'll work out. But so for studios like Monolith, do you have any advice for anybody trying to go work for like studios like that? Like, is it the same as you said with Sucker Punch or is it a little different since it's a different studio? I Number one tip for any studio you want to go work at, play their games. 
-hmm. <laughs> play their games, be able to speak to their games, know what they're up to. Um, that's huge. If you show up and you haven't played the game, like, yeah, you know, they're like, what are you doing? Work. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, you've got to know what you're getting into, what they're offering. Again, you know, what they're offering, what you're offering, that it's going to be a good fit. So one, definitely whatever studio you want, know their games, play their games. And then um, two, know what excites you. Oh, and I actually so, remember what I was going to ask you earlier. I was like, so has there been any opportunities where you knew you were very self-aware and then you had a job opportunity but you were like no this doesn't fit me so you turned it down yes yes I did have an opportunity like that and um it was very exciting um it was an IP that I've admired for a very long time um and it would have been an honor I would have been working with people that I love and have worked with before. Uh, it was a wonderful opportunity, but um, I just said no for personal reasons. You know, I mentioned my little daughter, I have a toddler, um, just at my time in my life yeah. to accept that it would not, it wouldn't have been good uh, on, mm -hmm. a, on a personal level um, for my goals as a parent and, and just as a person. Um, so, so I had to, I had to say no, and I don't regret it um, at all, but like, no, <laughs> it wasn't easy. Yeah, I bet not. It wasn't easy. Well, I bet, yeah, I bet that took like a bunch of days of contemplating, maybe weeks, and just like, so how, how did you like come to grips with like, that is the right answer? Like you just went on like a long run and was just like, this is it, or you felt right in your heart? Like if somebody was in the same shoes, what would you tell them? Often, uh, you know, it, 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 part, part of it was a scenario I've experienced before. Mm. So even though I wanted it so badly, you know, I've kind of, I kind of, I've been in a situation where I had said yes before. Mm. So I knew, I knew it wouldn't be good. And then, you know, your mind does all the gymnastics. You're like, yeah, but what if I do this? And then what if this could happen? And then it could probably be fine. Um, Nope. <laughs> wow. Like you said, you know in your heart, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you know if it's gonna work or not, and it can be so hard to say no. But I also kind of believe, like, um, it can you can have that opportunity again. You know Ooh, yeah. I mean, like I, mean, I feel something. like you already have twice. <laughs> yeah. <So>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be like it'll happen it'll happen for you and I think like choosing though you get those diff you get those not second chances but those opportunities again when you make the right choice Ooh. yeah I, like I, I agree I think people are afraid of uh, turning down things that don't fit them because they think oh it's worth for, for x company it's going to be amazing but what if that's not a good fit for you or you're not mentally or even well physically or your social life or you need to move to a different country sometimes that doesn't fit and then you take that just because you feel like you have to right you're afraid yeah yeah you lose the chance yeah but so i mean i yeah some things don't come twice but job opportunities of invest in your career and you are actually you know, doing the right thing. They will come to us. Maybe not the same one, but 
you know, same level. I really agree. I really do. I think that's super wise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's a kind of like a fear of it's the lack of abundance. So like you should welcome abundance that like there is always going to be another opportunity. It doesn't fit for it's me now. FOMO. Yeah. But then there's going to be one out there that's going to be even better. And I just, if I said actually yes to this, I would have missed that other opportunity. But like you did say that like you had an experience before where it didn't feel right. Do you think it's possible to like just listening to this podcast, realize like, hey, this situation doesn't feel right. Let me not do it because Liz said so. Or do I actually have to go through it for you to come up with that conclusion? No, I, I think that's where, um, you know, that's where empathy comes into play and is so important is being able to not have had the experience yourself, mm -hmm. uh, but to really put yourself in someone else's shoes, feel what they feel, um, and then take that on as your own experience. So, um, yeah, I think that's, I'm really on empathy right now because um, I'm working on that with my toddler. <laughs> that like, yeah, I you love know, that. like no, empathy is very hitting, important. For example, <laughs> <laughs> like you don't need to get hit to be able to put yourself in someone else's shoes. That is true. You're right. And know that that's horrible. <laughs> don't hit. That's hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing good comes like, out of that. Unless you're bossing. Yeah. Um, and everyone is consenting. But um, you know, so that's that's the importance of empathy. And I think it just it allows you a greater life experience and wisdom and decision making capability without having to like the drudgery of, <laughs> of needing to experience yourself. This is the joy of being human, mm -hmm. I think. <laughs> I love that. That's why I love Life is Strange True Colors. That game, the power she has is she can literally man, like visually see the emotion. She has this empathy of like times a thousand. And it's cool because then you can relate to people better and help solve their problems. And all it right. takes is just to feel what they're feeling, put yourself in their shoes. Right. Yeah. So I'm yeah. curious. Even if yeah, even if just for selfish reasons, like you get to learn from their mistakes at least. You know? It's true. Yeah, it doesn't always. Yeah, exactly. That's a really good point. People often talk about empathy as, as if it's a moral good. It is not necessarily. It is not necessarily mm, good. Of it like it that. is valuable. Yeah. Now I'm curious, like when it comes to writing, how do you effectively write good stories that will help you know cultivate empathy or at least make them feel empathy because sometimes people play a game like i didn't feel anything and others would be like that game hit me and it feels like is that something you think about or is that just totally just based on what you write no all the time i mean for me this is su super personal everyone has their own way and avenue of access mm -hmm. but um any character i write i really do try to sink in and, and be that person mm -hmm. and then so you know in whatever um, story it's in or interaction, really trying to embody these different characters. Um, I just feel like that translates. And again, I, I know I'm getting a little wooly, a, a little like kind of like, nah, but um, I just really feel like if you, if you are feeling, it's kind of like cooking. 
you know when it, people say they yeah. love mm-hmm. and you can taste the love well it's like that with writing i feel like like if you really put yourself in it and then and you are being genuine to to the emotions you're talking about and to the situations you're talking about that's going to come through and that's what lasts so much craft is paramount for sure you know um that's amazing but to me like the the soul of writing is is being empathetic and and genuine um genuine experience and emotion which comes through on on the page or in the game or the movie whatever um that's the magic of it really i think wow yeah i have a question on the other side though so you're thinking about writing from your heart and like an idea or a story that you really want to write but how do you move on from an idea that maybe you've been in love for for ages right and it's just not working right right oh man I think you just, you let it bubble. You just recognize that it's going to take time. That's the marathon. That's not your sprint. <laughs> it's a marathon one. And it says it needs to sit and it just needs more time. But I kind of feel like I, I get, I hear what you're getting at too, Ricardo, especially in, in this business, um, it, writing is a job. So, you know, you can't, you cannot always just sit and wait for the muse to strike or to, to make sure you're really feeling it. Um, because shit has to get done and it is your job and you are paid to do that. So let's go. And that's where the craft comes in. It's kind of like what, you know, where we're talking about with the, with the discipline and exercise, right? Like you're not always going to feel motivated and super passionate to go, <laughs> to go box for an hour, uh, but you're going to go do it. And the quality will vary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it will. <laughs> but the more you do it, the more your quality bar, just your quality base, let's say, mm-hmm. just naturally gets higher. So it's just the consistency of like, well, do it anyway. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. That's the best way to uh, wrap up this conversation. Just do it anyway. Do it. Man, no, this has been so much fun. I'm so happy we got you back on to talk about After oh, Circle Punch, how you thought about it, and just like what you've been up to. And this has been amazing. I learned a lot, actually. I learned more than I think I did the first time. It's insane, especially the quality level and the fact that it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. It just eases, like, I guess the stress is like, I got to do everything. It's like, no, no, you don't. Right. And it's it like, it has to be perfect. And it's yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Not until recording. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, then, oh no. <laughs> But no, yeah, this has been amazing. I'm so glad you came back on, Liz. Oh, thank you so much, KB. It's such a pleasure. It's so good to meet you, Ricardo. Oh. Hey, hey, Ricardo's the best. He's been with me since the beginning. <laughs> But, you know, it's not over yet. Do you, I'm wondering if you have another question for the, the community. Another, like any type of question. My question, my bad, my bad. Challenge. Do you have any challenge for the community that they could do after this podcast to keep them on their toes or maybe to feel empathy or anything? Well, you know, I think let's go back to what we were talking about in the very beginning. Let's all go write something for ourselves. Just whatever you feel passionate about, mm-hmm. the thing you wanted to write, just like, and who cares, who cares how much to just write, just write it, even if it's just a sentence. I like that. I love that challenge. Challenge for myself. Yes. Well. <laughs> let's all go do it. Yeah, let's all go do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even if you don't want to, just show up. Just... Yeah, show up. Let's all show up. 
<laughs> awesome. But yeah, so thank you so much for coming on. And I just want to hand the mic to you to end it off to say any last minute things you want to say, shout outs, thank yous. And uh, thanks for coming on, Liz. Oh, well, just huge thank you. Huge thank you to you, KV, Ricardo. And um, it's always such a pleasure to be with you guys. And just my extended love to, to Sucker Punch and now Monolith. I'm happy to where I where I got to come from and from where I am. Thank you.